This is Perspectives, the show where an examination of our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condis Presley. In celebration of Women's History Month, we are focusing on a woman making a mark. Our guest today argues that peace is possible. Peace is power. Peace, inner peace, is the new success. Our guest today is Sherry Riley, and her book is Exponential Living. Stop spending 100% of your time on 10% of who you are. And we'll just leave it at that because, Sherry, in reading your background, welcome to the program. Thank you. You uh, have done so much, and we're living, you thought, at the top of your game. But I read that's not true. So give us your backstory. Well, I, I had this amazing job. I was working at LaFace Records. There, that's who moved me to Atlanta. It was my dream job. I'd worked about 10 years to, to get to Atlanta, to get in the music industry. I was doing the marketing for revolutionary artists like Tony Braxton, TLC, Usher. I was working with amazing people. So I had everything that my career could want, but I didn't have a good life. My entire existence was narrowed down to that small 10% of my career. And I realized that I wanted more. I I wanted a good life. My A plan was to be married and have children. But the career path I was on was really making that an almost impossible reality. And so I I really, uh, when I resigned from LaFace, I realized I was spending 100% of my time on 10% of who I was. When you say you resigned from your job, I'm immediately captivated by a scene in an episode of my favorite TV show right now. This is us. And spoiler alert, in case people are behind, there's a main character that leaves a job. And it was just the most epic moment. And you felt so much for that character. How was that moment for you? Um, I, I did it twice in my career, actually. <laughs> I um, When I left LaFace, it was very immediate. Um, I was on a music video set. It had been building, but I was on this music video set with Lisa Left Eye Lopez, God rest her soul. Mm-hmm. And it was an epic video. It, you know, at LaFace, we nurtured our artists. We went everywhere with our artists. But I knew. I, at 2 in the morning, I literally called my girlfriend and I said, this is it. I'm resigning. And it was just everything that was wrong and all the potential of what could be right all came together in that moment. And I, um, when I called L.A. and told him that I was resigning, uh, Antonio L.A. Reed, uh, co-owner of LaFace, and he said, Sherry, you know what? I, I knew this day was coming. Hmm. I knew. And when I called Kenny Babyface Edmonds, the other owner, Kenny was the same thing. He you said, go on and name dropping this show. You just <laughs> named. I mean, you started out with the art. You just keep on name dropping. Uh, and he said the same thing, Condis. He was like, you know what? Of everyone who works with us, we knew. We, we knew you would be the one that would walk away. And uh, and it was immediate. Now, when I transitioned from Glue, my company I had for 17 years to Exponential Living, what I'm doing now, that was a journey. I did not want to make that transition. It took three years to finally accept that I had to close that business because I really didn't want to. How can you explain to our audience the difference in those two situations? Well, with LaFace, um, that was one of my dreams. I, I wanted to work at a label. I did. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I was very clear on what the next step looked like. But when I was transitioning out of glue, moving into the space of an empowerment speaker, author and life strategist, I didn't know what that looked like. So there was fear. It was just, I mean, point blank and simple. It was fear. 
fear of this whole idea that I just really didn't have a clear understanding of us. But that's really where the faith grew into what was possible on the other side. So speaking of your journey, initially when you were working with these amazing creative artists at LaFace Records, you knew in the back of your head what your plan A was. And what our audience doesn't know or cannot see at this moment is that sitting quietly in the studio (laughs) is your husband. My plan A. Yes, your plan A. (laughs) So I'm wondering when did plan A actually move into the A position? Because it seems as if you started out largely doing something else. Well, that's where the real miracle exists. Because when I left LaFace, it was 10 years before my husband found me. 10 years. So it was not immediate. It was 10 years of truly believing in the plan A. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I launched my business. And what I say to women all the time, especially women, but it goes for men, too, is that I learned how to enjoy being single, understanding that the day would come that I would be married. But I didn't stress about being married. I just owned the fact that I was single. But I had to learn to get there. Um, Because, again, when I left LaFace, I left because I wanted to be married. But it was 10 years. It wasn't immediate. Um, But I launched my business, Glue, and I just kept growing as a person. And uh, I learned, and and this is what I tell my friends, I hung with married people. I learned how to be married. But here's what I really did. I became just as intentional about being a good wife as I did about being a great entrepreneur. So when my husband found me, I was ready to be a wife. Outstanding. So your book, Exponential Living, Stop Spending 100% of Your Time on 10% of the of Who You Are. In your book, you challenge the reader to live in his or her power. What do you mean by that? Well, living your power is when we truly own our perspective. We take ownership of who and what we really are. Uh, we use wisdom to really guide us in what we focus on, what our plan is. And then we really get consistent in the implementation of what that is. So perspective, ownership, wisdom, engagement, and reward. Simply put, Condis, it's we start making decisions that are truly authentic for who we are versus what we believe we should be doing, what we think our career is supposed to dictate or what our families believe we were supposed to be doing. And so the first principle of exponential living, live in your power, it's about our choices, And so many people ask me, well, where do you start? Like, where do you start? Yeah, where do you start? Where did you start? Making a decision. Sometimes that's hard. (laughs) Exactly. As simple as that is. Yes. It's hard. And so many. Especially the important decisions. And and we get caught up in saying, I don't know. Because when we say I don't know, it keeps us from being accountable to making a decision. So the reality is we always know. Now, we may not be ready to accept it. We may not be ready to do the work. We may not like the truth of what that is, but we always know. And so the first thing we have to do is make a decision. All right. And what was the decision that you made beyond the decisions you made to leave one employer and then to shut down your business and transition into the space where you operate today? I had to give myself permission. The first decision I made was to give myself permission to be uncomfortable to give myself permission to not know what was going to come on the other side. I had to give myself permission to realize that there was going to be some things I was going to have to give up. I mean, we made serious what what most people call sacrifices. We call them investments. You know, we had to make some serious investments that changed how we made decisions in our family and in our business. Um, But I had to give myself permission to be okay with looking like I was going backwards 
in order to really take quantum leaps forward. What role did your family, your friends play? What kind of counsel advice did they give you as you were making these decisions to move and do the things that you're doing now so that you are indeed living an exponential life? I love that question. I love that question because friend is the most overused word in the dictionary. We just lump everybody in friend, right? And how you said earlier, like the name dropping noun, if you meet somebody, you go, oh, my great friend, right? <laughs> right? Especially in Atlanta, right? Of course, and, and they're <laughs> barely an acquaintance. <laughs> exactly. It's somebody you passed and said, hello, and I got a photo op, I'm a selfie, and then we're done. And now you're my friend, mm-hmm. right? Well, the first thing I had to do was just really identify where people fit in my life. So I realized I couldn't tell everybody what was going on in the journey because everybody wasn't going to get it and everybody wasn't going to understand. So I had those individuals that I could tell the whole story to and they could be there in whatever capacity I needed. If I needed them to push me, if I needed them to hold me accountable, if I needed them to hug me. And then there were those people that were friends, but they weren't friends I could tell everything to because they could never understand it. And so one of the things I advise people to really do is recognize who you can talk to, what you can share, and how much of your journey you should be transparent about. So now on the other side, I can truly tell people the whole story, but I couldn't have told it to them while I was in it because I was too weak myself. I wasn't strong enough to hear the naysayers. Oh. Yeah. Because when you're on a faith walk, you need people that can really hold you up Versus people that go, well, are you sure? Is that it? You're like, no, I'm not sure. <laughs> but that's okay. But that's okay. Because I'm figuring it out along the way. So in that process, are there people who were in your life, in your circles, who were there then but are not there now? Yes. You, you know, sometimes you have to leave right. some people along mm, the way. You're so good, Candice. You're hitting all the key points. Yes. There were many people that, honestly, I was very disappointed Because as much as we had poured in each other and I had poured into them, it wasn't even a question. I thought they would be there, and they weren't. But also, there are so many people that have surprised me, that have come out of the woodwork and just been beyond supportive and opened up doors and and just given to me unconditionally. So it really balanced itself out. And, and then there's those that have been there, I mean, through it all. I, I said yes, last night I was in Louisville, Kentucky with my uh, dear friend and my special. And, and, you know, I said she's been there in heaven and she's been there in hell. And we've gone on this journey together. Uh, and then there's those that honestly, it was a timing issue. You know, some people weren't there because it wasn't their time to be there. And so you really learn how to give people grace, you know, and not take it personally. Walk us through your book, because I know you talk to a number of prominent people whom we all assume are getting 110 percent out of everything that they do. And then my sense is you sat down and talked to them and found out, uh, no, not exactly. Yes. So I um, I was really honored that when I asked people that we know and some people we don't know. Uh, said yes, because what I wanted, exponential living is such a complex reality that I wanted the book to be simple and I wanted to give people real life examples that it works. And uh, so I asked people like um, Boris Kojo and Nicole Ari Parker, who we know, who represent healthy living is more than just a diet, which is a second principle. Uh, Cesar Mitchell, who's our city council president in Atlanta and running for mayor of Atlanta, uh, who represents live in your power. 
Um, and, and that is the first principle. But I also ask people like Alan Bracken, who we don't know, um, but he represents, you know, how to build confidence. Because here's someone who ran a multi-million dollar business, very successful, had the business for 20 years. But he said, Sherry, as driven as I was, I wasn't confident. And he wasn't confident because he really couldn't read. And so here he was, this multimillionaire who literally had to make the decision in his 40s to go back and learn how to read because he wasn't confident. And I talk about his journey. And so many of us are driven, but we're not confident. And uh, so I was able to really allow people to come and share their story. And so people would have someone tangible they could relate to with each of the principles. How's the book been received? Oh, it's been amazing. It's I mean, only out since what's Feb 7th. February 7th. Right. Um, I have a publisher in Romania who's actually translating it into Romanian. So I have a Romanian publishing deal. Uh, I have people on Instagram from Canada to London and Africa uh, that have ordered the book, received the book and posting without any input from me that are posting like, oh, my God. And they have these amazing uh, stories of how the book is impacting them. Um, and then just family and friends that are like, girl, I know you. I didn't. This is amazing. You know, you know, and the people close to you tell you You're it's like, good. I didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't know you had all that in you. Where, where, right. where did that come from? They say. Yeah. So it's very humbling because all I did was share what I was going through and the fact that it was helping me. And now for people to tell me that it's helping them as well. Um, it's just truly a gift. When did you know you'd achieve the goal of, of living this exponential life? yesterday, if you want to know the honest truth. Tell us. It, God, the questions are so amazing. This is so much fun. <laughs> um, because yesterday was my, um, I was in Louisville, Kentucky. My daughter was sick in Atlanta. And my daughter was calling me and, and saying, Mommy, I want you and I want you home. How old is she? She's 10. Okay. And um, and I'm in, Atl- in Louisville and I can't get home. And I have this you know, big book signing. The university I graduated from is hosting it along with the Louisville Urban League for Women's History Month. It's a very big deal for me. And I was so at peace. I had such clarity. And I had the courage to say, it's okay. My daughter's with my husband. She's with my mom. And I've walked with her on this journey. She understands what mommy's doing. I'll be home tomorrow. I'm going to love on her. And that would have not been my truth not too long ago. I would have been frantic. I would have called my husband crying. I would have been like, God, what are we doing here? I would have had a a kind of a negative attitude because I would have been stressed about where I was, but also wanted to be there. And most importantly, I would have missed the moment. So yesterday is when I really, really owned that I was truly exponential living, that this is a lifestyle but it's an everyday reality that I've got to keep pursuing. And you coach people how to have the peace and the joy and the power that you have. Yes. Yes. I'm. Uh, that is my greatest joy is when I help people go from here to there. That's what I put it. I say we're going from here to there. And when I have my clients who come to me, um, usually in transition, um, usually they have a high level of career success, but on the inside they're empty or they're broken or they've hit a place in their life where they love what they do. They don't want to change their jobs, but they know they need to create more bandwidth in their lives. And we're able over the course of six months to a year 
to really work together and create that space or get clarity or they are able to transition into what they really want to do. Um, one of my clients ended up adopting an amazing baby going through our journey. Another client transitioned her business and now um, she just did a missions trip in Kenya which she would have never done before. And so to see these individuals who are truly living exponentially because they're living 100% of who they are and not that narrow 10%, it's my greatest joy. It's my passion, and I, I, I love it. Talking about living the dream every day, let me ask you this, Sherry. Have you encountered a client who has, has wanted to bring you on to help move into that space of exponential living, and in the initial consultations you discovered, not really ready for this. Yes. And how do you handle that situation? I only work with the ready, willing, and committed. Um, because everybody's not ready for exponential living. And in those moments, what I do is I give them as much as I can to help them get ready. But what I know is if you're not ready, if you're not willing, and if you're not committed, you're going to waste your money. You're going to waste our time. And time is our most valuable asset. But more importantly, you're not going to get fully out of it what you truly desire and what's going to happen is you're going to say oh it doesn't work and the reality is we know it works so I'm very 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 conscious of where you are and then I've had those clients when we've had those conversations or those potential clients when we've had those conversations I've really helped them come to the realization that they're not ready willing and committed so they can take ownership of that because what I want them to do is get ready get willing and get committed. And so I've had individuals that we didn't work with initially, that they did the work to get there. And then I have those individuals that are still saying, okay, you know, I'm working on it, Sherry. I'm working <laughs> on it. I'm not there yet, but I'm working on it. Um, but my hope for them is that they don't hit the brick wall, that they get there before the bottom falls out. How easy, it, how easy is it for you to assess a potential client's readiness? Now it's very easy. How is that? The conversation um, when I give them a challenge and immediately they're like, oh, no, 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 no. You know, you hear the excuses. Oh, no, no. That or you hear that person who's talking themselves out of where they really want to go. Or you have those individuals who talk about it. But when I give them the accountability steps, the next thing, there's always something that's greater than that moment or that movement. Um, and so now I'm very I'm very discerning in, in where people are. It's Women's History Month, and our guest in studio is Sherry Riley. She is an author. Her book, Exponential Living, Stop Spending 100% of Your Time on 10% of Who You Are. She's an empowerment speaker, a life strategist, and in this book she shares the secret that helped her regain her sense of self and purpose. She offers in the book nine principles to help the busiest, goal-oriented people integrate their professional success with whole life success. Your husband's here and he's quiet and he didn't agree to be in the radio, so we're fine with that. But I'm wondering if you can share with us a little bit of the story of how he found you, because when we first started our conversation, you talked about that was plan A, you made some decisions, and then it took 10 years for plan A genuinely to kick in for your husband to find you. Yes. And, and, and it was, and I'm, and it, <laughs> I am uh, not lost on your use of words. He found you. Yes. You pick that up, right? Yes. Very funny story. And, and both of us tell it differently. I'm going to tell kind of the merge of his, his version and my version. 
Um, I was with my special. I was with another soror. I was with my mom. It was Thanksgiving. And a good friend of, of mine who worked at the Atlanta Hawks had given me tickets to uh, a jazz set that Ken Ford was doing before the game. And um, so we all went. And then my husband came with a good friend. He It was a, his bra, an Omega. My husband's an Omega. And a good friend of mine. And they came together. But all day long, my cousin and, and, and my girlfriend, we've been talking about who my cousin could date. And uh, so when we, we were at the jazz event and, and he comes up and he comes over and the mutual friend introduces him, my mom, and, and we're all talking. And the whole time, I'm, I mean, I'm just really not engaged. And my, my, my girlfriend, my Sora, is an attorney, so she's quizzing him. I mean, she's asking him every question you could ask a man. And he's happily answering them because he wants me to hear. And I'm just like oblivious. Oh, my God. I'm so conscious in a whole nother world. Like, I'm just like not checking and um, but later that evening, a good friend of mine was having another event and um, he, he tells us a little differently. But all of us were hanging. And so I said, hey, you know, we're all going to go and we end up at the, the uh, same event. And I'm in the room and he walks up to me and he says, um, you know, can I get your phone number? Because I don't want to miss never seeing you again. And um, at, I literally was so oblivious to everything. I was like, hold up. Give me 15 minutes. <laughs> and I go to the bathroom and my special follows me because honestly, I was thinking that my, my cousin was actually checking for him. Let's just tell the whole story, right? My cousin is like checking for him. And my, my girlfriend walks in the bathroom and she's like, Sherry, but I've been telling you all night. I've been telling you all night he's checking for you. And uh, so when I came back out, we... We uh, we started dancing. I gave him gave him my pager number. He always says I gave him my eight hundred pager number, and uh, but we literally started dancing, and we have been together ever since. How long was the courtship before you made it legal? Got married? <laughs> was it quick? Was it long? Um, we met in two thousand and two and got married in two thousand and five. All right. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I know, just putting all of your information out for all of our listeners. But these are the encouraging stories that many in our audience really want to hear. But can I add this? We met in November. It was the Friday after Thanksgiving. Um, But both of us knew by January of three months later that we would be married. He knew actually before I did. Um, Yeah, he knew when he was dropping all the answers and trying to get (laughs) your telephone number. Yeah, so we we knew uh, within the first three or four months. And uh, we will celebrate, what, 12, 13 years in May, May 21st. So having done the life that you're you're living and living this exponential life, how do you raise your daughter to live that exponential life without the struggle that you've had to experience? Yeah, been very, very intentional uh, with her with that. And we have an older daughter, too. We have an 18-year-old who's my bonus daughter. Yay. And then our 10-year-old. And uh, we've been very intentional. Like with this book, you know, I, she has been a part of it from day one. She says, we're writing a book when I was writing it. Um, she was a part of the struggles when when I couldn't write anymore and I was struggling and I would be in the prayer closet and and it was tough. I tell her about that journey. And now, you know, that I'm traveling more, I'm telling her, you know, this is what mommy's doing, because when you when you work on the goal, then you have to go after it and you have to work hard. But we also have those times when it's just us 
And it's not just somewhere in the future. Like we stop and we have that time. And so I'm very intentional, my husband very intentional about her learning the full value of who she is and and the journey of what it is to work hard, um, but to also have a, a full life. Sherry Riley, how do people find you? How do they get copies of your book? How do they connect and begin to assess themselves as to, is this something that is for me? and Or at least... How can I take this and read it and start to get myself ready? Yes. So the book, the hardcover, is available everywhere books are sold. So Barnes & Noble, Target.com, Audible, is the audio book is available, and the e-book is available. Uh, So everywhere books are sold. And for me, uh, my website is Sherry Riley, S-H-E-R-I-R-I-L-E-Y. That's my Instagram and my Twitter. And Facebook is SherryRiley.com, D-O-T. C-O-M. Kept it real simple. Everything Sherry Riley. Very smart. Uh, but I would love everyone to, to join me and join my exponential living community. I think it's a great place to aspire to live. Sherry Riley, we appreciate you so much. Congratulations on your success. Congratulations on the book. And uh, we look forward to the next step in this journey. Thank you. Thank you. Perspectives is a half hour we produce with you in mind. If there's something you think we ought to be talking about, let me hear from you. Tweet me, MyAndalusCondo29 on Twitter, or leave a message on our Facebook page. We do appreciate your listening and hope you'll be back next week at this same time as we examine another perspective. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.